0: Take your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 2. I think it's fitting, you know, today's Christmas Eve and uh, I think it's fitting that we read, I was thinking on the way here this morning, um, which is exactly how I wanted to do this tonight, this evening, when our family gets together and uh, we will sit around together, uh, after supper, and we 'll read the Christmas story and uh, share that and um, and then uh, have a prayer, and then we 'll open gifts and all but but each year, uh, our tradition is that we we read the Christmas story and pray, and uh, what a What a blessing and a blessed time. And I love—I I really do—I love Christmas when it falls on Sunday, whether it's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and uh, I—you're <laughs> going to hate me for this—but I—I love it when Christians get in a tizzy over. Are we going to have a service, Pastor? You know, it's Christmas Eve or it's Christmas Day. You know, we we can't have a service on. It can't be long. We we we're just going to have Sunday school or just going to have worship. Or what are we going to do? We're going to do the whole nine yards, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it 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 it, it never has under. I never understood it. Why Christians have to have a shortened time frame on the Lord's Day, how well, we celebrate birthdays, and boy, we do it upright, don't we? And uh, so I, I, I really thought about this. I haven't mentioned to my wife, but I really thought about this having a birthday cake for Jesus, and really after supper today, having having a birthday celebration for Jesus and singing "Happy Birthday, Jesus." That would be great and wonderful. So anyway. Um, I didn't get a cake, so we, we'll, we'll make do in some way. But anyway, back to, uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read the Christmas story. In honor of God's word, would you stand with me, if you're able to, for the reading of God's word. And it came to pass in those days, a, certain, a, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, with Mary, his betrothed, or his fiancée, wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And I'm going to stop there and... We're going to have a prayer, and I'm going to seat you, and then I'm going to pick up there. Let's pray. God, our Father, we are so grateful for this time of year. Thank you for bringing us to this point. Lord, we know that uh, we have been requested for prayer for some in our congregation who are going through some tough... Medical, physical time. Others, Lord, who are going through tragedy. And Lord, some that are just down and out. And Lord, for our world that's in darkness today. But we're grateful that we can come to you because you have the answers for all of these situation and circumstances going on. God, we pray that today our hearts would be warmed and touched for having come this way. And as we worship, remind us, O Lord, that as we leave from here today, we don't leave you behind. No, no, we carry you with us so that Christmas is not just one day a year, it's 365 days a year as we celebrate your birth but also recognize your lordship in our lives and over our lives daily. God, help us to live to reflect you every day for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Christmas. Christmas. What is Christmas to you? What is Christmas to you? Now, I'm asking that and you can respond to me. So, what is Christmas to you? When we Jesus what? When we celebrate Jesus' birth. Okay. Yeah. What else? Family. Family. Yeah. Anything else? Hope. Hope. Christmas, what is Christmas? Celebration, food, certainly shopping, gifts, paper, (laughs) we'll unwrap gifts and throw paper away that we paid good money for? Christmas. What is Christmas? Christmas is really more than that, isn't it? We've named some of the things that Christmas is and Christmas is about. Really, Christmas is about God's grace. And God's forgiveness. It's about eternity. It's about salvation. Christmas is about freedom from sin. Freedom from death and hell and the grave. Christmas is about Jesus. And Jesus is about God. Christmas means so much more than the baby in the manger, than the swaddling cloths that covered him, than the shepherds and the angels. Johnny Erickson Tata said, just think, Every promise God has ever made finds its fulfillment in Jesus. God doesn't just give us grace, He gives us Jesus, the Lord of grace. If it's peace, it's only found in Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. Even life itself, the resurrection and the life is Jesus. Christianity really boiled down is not all that complicated. It's Jesus. Jesus. There are three specific Christmas truths I want to share with you today on this Christmas Eve. Christmas is salvation. You can turn there, if you want, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Galatians 4 and 5. Along with the passage we've just read, and what we understand as Jesus coming as a baby, born in a stable, God in human flesh. coming after you and me. <laughs> can, you, can you picture with me years and years ago, over 2,000 years ago, a baby born in a stable, and that's that's where animals are born. It's where animals stay. But a baby born in a stable because there was no room made for them in the end. The inn was full. The hotel was full. You ever been to a hotel? Said, I'm sorry, we're we'll full up. You have to go somewhere else. Don't ever go on a trip that you don't plan ahead because <laughs> you'll have to go down the road looking, possibly. But Jesus came to a place called Bethlehem, and the hotel was full. So he had to be born in a stable. Placed in a feed trough. God come down to humanity. Wow. Think about it. God is salvation. God Chooses to be born in human form, but the Son of God leaves the glory of heaven and all the beauty, all the glory, all the brightness, everybody jumped to his whim, you might say. And he comes to earth to a bunch of shepherds, a bunch of animals. But he did have wise men visit him and give him kingly gifts, we learned last week. God comes to us to bring salvation to us. Oh, the Jews thought he came to bring redemption from the tyranny of government. But the tyranny that he was more concerned about was the tyranny of sin. And the bondage to sin. Galatians 4, 4 and 5, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. God is salvation. Listen to those verses again. And let me share with you but when the fullness of time had come, do you, do, and, and I'm sure you have, you've heard it before, what the apostle Paul is speaking about in this verse is when the fullness of time had come. What he was saying is, in actuality, is when the time was pregnant. Now, we know when a woman is expecting birth, for nine months, she is building up and she is feeding and she is giving life to that human form within her, that baby within, when the time is right, she gives and now they've got all this kind of rigmarole that you can determine what the gender of the baby is, da 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 da. And, uh, I, I wonder if they've, they've ever, uh, determined that, uh, that one is, is really this, but, but it looks like this, but it's really this. You know, with all the confusion of the gender identity and all that mess going on today. Well, let's let's put that out of your mind. God made male and he made female, the Bible says. And he made them both. And he didn't make a mistake. (laughs) God is salvation. God formed in humanity, as humanity, in a virgin's womb. And for nine months she carried that little baby in her womb. And then when the time was right, when it was pregnant, she gave birth. The Bible says God sent forth his son when the time was right. <laughs> you know, the doctors tell you, I, I remember uh, we have sons, and I remember the time when my, my wife was pregnant when she was carrying them, and, and the doctors gave us a, a time frame as to, when she got pregnant and when the baby's due. You've heard that before. You've been part of that. And all is when the baby... This is about the time the baby's due. They have not exactly pinpointed the time. They cannot pinpoint exactly the time or date, can they? They can say it's about this, okay, about this time. But God knew when the time was right, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth, listen, ladies and gentlemen god ain't going to send it forth before it's his time. His time when his time is right, God sent him forth. You know one of the things we've been looking at this year is we we try to see the lights and ride around and see the beauty of the lights, and decorations and all. And how beautiful they are. But we've noticed more this year homes undecorated than ever before. Don't have any lights whatsoever. Don't have any Christmas tree whatsoever. More undecorated. The beauty of the season. Beautiful decorations. The sanctuary And yet Wonder how the stable Was decorated <laughs> Wonder if those, those Animals had on a Red scarf Or a green scarf Many rush here and there Today buying gifts Buying all the things the accoutrements of the season, and yet don't fully understand what the season is all about. Thank God for those who will stand up for saying Christmas instead of xmas or happy holiday heard a a guy, uh, very quickly and briefly this morning on the news, uh, he was uh, head of the board of directors or something or another, and uh, he said, say Christmas. For heaven's sake, say Christmas. Stop saying happy holidays. Say Christmas. What's wrong with Christmas? Because it begins with Christ. It begins with Christ. And the reality of Christmas begins with Christ in us. When the time was perfectly right. When it was full. When it was complete. And that's what the scripture means. When it was the right time. Many will go through this season watching the tearful movies of Hallmark. Some will even go to church looking for that good feeling. Only to find December 26 will roll around and another holiday has come and gone. A biblical scholar writes, Songs, good feelings, beautiful liturgies, nice presents, big dinners and sweet words do not make Christmas. Christmas is saying yes to something beyond our emotions and feelings. Christmas is saying yes to a hope based on God's initiative, which has nothing to do with what I think or feel. Christmas is believing that salvation, that the salvation of the world is God's work, not man's. Hallelujah. Christmas is salvation. Because when the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son, Born of a woman, born under the law for a reason to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. He was born of a virgin. The Bible says, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. Isaiah seven fourteen. God came down from heaven. To be with man. That's what he, that's what he, that's what he came for. To be with us. God with us. We don't have to be alone anymore. We don't have to feel alone anymore. We don't have to feel shut out anymore. Because God is with us. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the God of creation, the God of all creation, the God of everything that you see before your very eyes, nothing that is here got here without him jesus christ born of a woman a virgin born under the law the bible says the soul that sinneth shall die ezekiel 18:4 romans 5:12 wherefore as by one man sin entered the world and death by sin death passed to all men because all have sinned In Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. But God came, born as man, under the law, the law that says, if you sin, you are going to die. Jesus Christ did not sin. The Bible says he was perfect. He never sinned, in fact, the Bible says. The Bible says he was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. He was born the same way you and I are born, under the law. And under the law, he chose to die. God came down to be with us. God coming down to be with us came down under the law just like you and I are. But He came to redeem us. He came to redeem us. Born to redeem. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God, come down from heaven to be with us, born under the law, just like you and I are, came to redeem us. The word redeem means to buy back. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. To redeem, buy back. Why did we have to be bought back? We had to be bought back from the slave market of sin. From our debt of sin. We were in the market of sin to buy us back from that slave market. Jesus Christ paid a price. God the Father sent the Son to be with us to be like us, without sin, however, and to pay the price of our sin debt to solve and soothe the wrath of Almighty God because of our sins. And God took out His wrath on His Son by allowing Him to suffer and die. This baby... This baby whose birth we celebrate, this God with us, Emmanuel, is our Redeemer. He's our Redeemer. He bought us back from the slave market of sin because he paid a debt he did not owe. We owed a debt we could not pay. And he paid it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Christmas is salvation, but Christmas is also hope. Someone said, "Hope," just a little bit of God. John one fourteen, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. And truth. Christmas is more than a baby. It's more than celebration. Christmas is more than than food. Christmas is hope. Hope. A mother wrote of attending a Christmas play with some friends. And they had two sons, ages four and six. They were so impressed with the boys' fascination at seeing the baby Jesus in a manger. The play was very well done. But later at home, the boys were arguing. And they ignored the mother's appeal to stop. And so she sent them to their room to pray and ask Jesus to forgive them for their anger at one another. And so the older boy came out and rejoined him. his mother asked him, said, Son, did you ask Jesus to forgive you? And he said, No. She said, Well, why didn't you ask Jesus to forgive you? He said, I ask God to forgive me because Jesus is too young to understand. The sad truth about that is many of us today still see Jesus as that baby in a manger. He never grew. He never got older. He never became all that he was supposed to become. Oh, Jesus was a baby. Conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary. It's true also that he was creator of the universe. That his mother bounced all the way to Bethlehem on a donkey. Martin Luther described the incarnation of Jesus Christ as God deep in the flesh, Jesus came into a world where he already was that he might take us to heaven to be with him. He became one of us so that we might become like him. John 1.14 says it so well, the Word, the Logos, Jesus, the Word of God, the living Word of God, Logos, that's what Word is, the Logos, became flesh. He became the living, breathing flesh, just like you and me. And He lived among us. He grew up among us, like one of us, and we beheld His glory. They were able physically to see His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, as He lived, as He grew, and as He ministered, they were able to see that glory rub off and lived out, fleshed out in the world. Nothing wrong with lights and window dressing and presents and food. Jesus in the nativity scene but don't let that be the last place or the only place that you see Jesus don't let that stop there he grew up he became a man he preached the gospel he lived the gospel he taught and he healed people and then he went to a cross a cruel cross He suffered for you and me. He was nailed, hands and feet. Spear pierced His side. Crown of thorns placed upon His brow. He was beaten. Blood flowing out from the cross. Down the cross. Down to the ground. Those kissable feet and hands had nail scars. Christmas is more than a baby. Yeah, Jesus came into our world as a baby, but he grew to become our sacrifice, our hope, our hope. For today and tomorrow and the tomorrow is to come that the Lord gives us life. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That means more completely, more fully, more meaningfully. I came to Jesus because I wanted more meaning in my life than what I had. Christmas is salvation. Christmas is hope. And finally, Christmas is light. Is light. And I don't mean like the lights on the tree. The beautiful lights that decorate perhaps your home or the decorations in our world in fact not far from here there's a whole host of lights thousands of lights that light up the night christmas is light you ever been through a night that you wished would vary Quickly in. You wanted the daylight. You wanted to see the daylight. You hated the night. Three o'clock. Four o'clock. Five o'clock. Seems like the night's never going to end. Matthew 4.16 The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Dr. James Dobson tells the story of an elderly woman named Stella Thornhope, who was struggling with her first Christmas alone after her husband had died from cancer. Just before Christmas, she was snowed in by a brutal winter storm. She felt so alone. She was not going to decorate. She was not going to put up a tree. That afternoon, her doorbell rang. The wind was blowing the snow and blizzard effect outside. She answered the door. The wind was blowing the snow inside. It was a delivery boy, and so she pulled him quickly inside and closed the door. He said, Miss Thornhope? She said, Yes. He said, Please sign here. She signed and closed the door behind him. He handed her a bottle. What's in the box? She asked. The boy laughed and opened the box and inside was a cute little furry yellow Labrador retriever. Oh, that's something all of us would like, isn't it? Don't ask me. The boy picked up the pup and explained, This is for you, ma'am. He's six weeks old. The little puppy began to wiggle and wag his tail. Who sent this? Who is this from? Where did this come from? She asked. The young man set the animal down and said, it's all in this envelope. He, she handed, he handed her the envelope. She said, it's, he said, it's all explained here. The dog was bought last July while its mother was still pregnant. It was meant to be a Christmas gift to you, ma'am. Then he handed her a little book that said how to care for your Labrador retriever. She said, but who sent it? Where did it come from? Who sent it? The young man was leaving. He turned and said, Your husband. Merry Christmas. She closed the door behind him. She read the letter. The letter was full of love and encouragement. And her husband vowed that this was a gift to you that We'll keep you company until we see each other again. She wept while she read, wiped the tears from her eyes. Down at her feet was this furry little yellow coated puppy. Picked him up hugged him tight. Then looked out the window at the lights at her neighbor's house. And her thought went to the radio that was playing Joy to the World. The Lord has come. Suddenly there was within Stella a feeling of joy, of wonder, and of peace. It's just you and me, little fellow. But you know, there's a box in the basement I think you would like. It's got some lights in it. It's got some decorations in it that probably will impress you. And yes, there's a manger there. Let's go get it. There are those times that things in this world will bring a light to our eyes and minds and remind us, remind us, we are not alone. That there is a light that has come into the world to give us hope, to provide us with peace and joy, and that will open us up to the sensitivity of understanding that there is salvation that has come to all from the one who created us in the beginning. Who loves and cares for us deeply? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. God Desires that you and I live life to the fullest as long as he gives us breath in these bodies. Live life to the fullest because he is the light of life. And he has opened our eyes to see the light. And he is that light. He is salvation. He is hope, and He is the light of the world. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our life. So if you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He is your salvation. Trust Him. Call upon Him today. Jesus is your hope. If you're about to lose hope or if you're living on the strings or by your fingernails, listen, there is more hope than just that. You don't have to live in despair. Live in the hope of the Lord Jesus who died and rose from the dead. He is alive today. We can live in that hope. He's he's coming back one day. He's returning one day. And he's the light of the world. The light that shines in darkness. Trust Jesus. He's your answer to all your needs today. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being our salvation, our hope, our life. Thank you for giving us Christmas to celebrate you. You're coming to be with us. You're coming to be with us the way you came to be with us under the law. And you're coming to buy us back. From the slave market of sin. Oh man. Can we really rejoice in Christmas. Because of those truths today. You're our salvation. Our hope. Our light. Oh what a gift. What a gift. Oh what a savior. Bless you, Lord. I pray that if there's one here today who's never placed their faith in you today, that today they will do just that. And I pray, Father, that those of us who have will rejoice immensely, greatly because of these truths. And that, Lord, as we go out into our world today, we will seek to turn the light on that others may see Jesus in us and through us and find hope and salvation in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.